It's an early doors podcast. It's uh, 11, o'clo- oh, 11 o'clock. 11 o'clock will be a lot later than normal. It's 7 o'clock. Um, yeah, because I want to watch the Paralympics later on. So I'm doing the podcast a little bit earlier. That's kind of the only reason. Well, that's not actually the only reason. Uh, last night was a bit of a, a sleep-deprived night, thanks to the Edinburgh man, Junior. Uh, so I think I might have an early night tonight. Uh, and the other reason... Um, no, that's the only reason. There's only two reasons. How many more reasons do I need? I am going to play a track, actually, that's, um, I guess, tribute to little Edinburgh man, Junior. as my uh, arm... Uh, well, testament. He's uh, he's got a few teeth that are coming through now. So I thought I'd play uh, "Show Us Your Canines" by Shrag.
That's Shrag and uh, Shosia Canines. Uh, they're from Brighton. I should have said Brighton's Shrag, but uh, that would have required me thinking before I spoke. Uh, yeah, and I play because Alvi, uh, sorry, Edinburgh Man Junior, obviously his name is Alvi. If you've tuned into the podcast before, it's spelled with a Y, actually. I don't know if that's the correct way of spelling it, but that's how um, it's spelled in the credits of Annie Hall. Um, anyway, the uh, yeah, Edinburgh Man Junior is uh, getting a tooth. I think he may be getting at least one, uh, sorry, at least two. Um, he's definitely getting at least one because he bit me earlier on today and it was a little bit sore. Normally he just kind of drools and gums you. Um, but yeah, I guess uh, I guess I'm going to have to keep um, various fingers and arms and stuff away from him now, or at least away from his mouth. Um, yeah. So, uh, uh, what did I say with the podcast is on early? Yes, because I'm I'm kind of really getting into the Paralympics actually, um, and so uh, tonight I think it's the uh, now what is it again? I think it's a T44 hundred meter final. One of the reasons why I like it. Um, is because uh, there's uh, top quality athletics on nearly every night. There's always like 100 metre finals or semi-finals or whatever and 1500 finals and stuff. There's always something exciting going on uh, rather than the regular Olympics where you kind of uh, have to have some dull days where there's not much going on. Yeah, there's loads of stuff going on. So anyway, yeah, it's Oscar Pistorius, isn't it, tonight? And uh, Jerome Singleton and that Johnny Peacock boy, he's pretty fast as well. So yeah, I'm going to watch that. That's at 9.15. So um, of course, no one is probably listening to the podcast because it's on so early. I think um, once or twice. I, I did used to do it early, didn't I? I? I did it earlier at one point. I can't remember when it was. Was it half past seven or was it half past eight? I think at one point we did it at half past eight. So at nine o'clock we could all go and watch Torchwood. Um which I think was a horribly, horribly misguided notion. I don't think, I don't know why we even did that. I don't think I even made it past about three episodes of that Torchwood series. That was quite grim. That was going back a little bit. Um, you know, that was kind of when we started doing the podcast live. I don't know how I'm going to be able to keep up with it. I, I am finding it quite difficult, actually, at the moment, juggling the old uh, life and uh, the podcast, at least in terms of the live timing of the podcast. So I don't know if uh, some of these podcasts may drop down to being sort of... Uh, sort of every other week's live or something like that. I, 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 I don't know, I'm rambling. I said I wasn't going to say that, actually, because normally what I do when I say things about changing the format of the podcast, I never do it. And then I sound like a fool uh, when I did it. Anyway, um, I'll be saving that Shrag one up because um, I thought he was going to get his teeth ages ago. I think it came out in sort of July or something like that. It's from their new album, which uh, I do have... Uh, it's written down somewhere. It's uh, called Canines, and it's on Fortuna Pop. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, so I was going to play it. Uh, ages ago but uh, yeah he didn't get teeth for ages he's almost seven months or something like that outrageous he's kind of a little bit slow on the teeth thing in other news he's kind of stumbling around well not sort of he's launching at things which is quite terrifying anyway I, I, will, I will avoid the sort of going into the domestic the domesticity although I am sort of sitting around the detritus of uh, tea time because it is a bit of an earlier podcast the whole place kind of smells of discarded tomato um, which most of it, I think, goes in his mouth and some of it just goes all over the floor. Um, I'm rambling now. I uh, always ramble. Uh, even more so, probably, because it's early. This is slushy and I'm a dessert. I should say, um, I was going to say, I, I, I should say, it's a kind of a bit of an indie pop podcast looking at the playlist. Although I say that, that's probably not true. There's two more indie poppy type things to go and some garagey lo-fi. Oh, shut up. This is slushy I'm a disaster. <laughs> Watch me 
slushy and I'm a disaster. Have I unmuted my microphone yet? Yeah, sort, of, sort of turned my uh, window away from the little meter, so I wasn't quite sure. It's from an album called, or is it an EP? It's got eight tracks on it, but admittedly most of them are very short, such as that one. It's called All the Rad Dudes. And if you go to slushy.bandcamp.com, um, you'll probably find it on there. It'll cost you a whole $4. And there's a cassette version as well, which uh, possibly will cost you more. I don't really know. Anyway, uh, I quite enjoy that. Uh, so, yeah, a uh, little bit of a lo-fi garagey noise. I'm not talking into the void, thankfully. Um, iTunes says uh, we don't mention the Torchwood days. That's probably very wise. Although I got um, I got myself an Apple TV. Uh, was it this week, just this week? Um, and I noticed that Torchwood is on there, on Netflix or something like that. So that's pretty terrifying. And... Uh, Ragbone Hair says, I'm listening as well. You're not just rambling into the void. Well, that's good. Um, so at least two people are listening, which um, is, uh, is probably right about the same as normal. Actually, normally more people do listen. It's just that not many people tweet at me. Um, you could probably mention me through Facebook as well, but I'm not sure if I get uh, notifications and stuff. You don't mention Facebook, do you? I don't really understand social networking. Well, I do. I like Twitter, but I don't really understand Facebook. It kind of freaks me out a little bit, especially because there's family and stuff on there which kind of disturbs me. Anyway, um, yeah, it's, I'm actually getting slightly confused because I've got two clocks facing at me. I normally have my little iPhone clock, um, which uh, which tells me what the time is, so I can tell if I've been rambling for too long. But I've also got my uh, little digitally radio thing. Um, so a digital radio broke about six months ago, so uh, foolishly I thought it would be a good idea to get a digital radio with internet radio on it as well. Um, it is the most complicated thing you could possibly imagine in terms of actually using it. It's only got two knobs on it, one of which is volume and one says select. Um, and then it's got some sort of touch-sensitive areas. You would think it would be really quite easy to control, but it actually is completely baffling and confusing. Um, but I have managed to tune it into a Polish grunge station. I don't know if I've mentioned this before. Have I mentioned this before? It's called RMF Grunge. Um, it doesn't seem to have any adverts in it, except now and again, there's about every half an hour there's an advert for what I can only assume is some sort of Polish uh, used car salesman or something, judging by the way he talks. But, um, yeah, uh, I kind of listened to it for about 20 minutes one day and thought, oh, this is quite grim. And uh, but Nicola seems to listen to it all the time. Sorry, Doctor Nick <laughs> listens to it all the time. Um, corrupting, um, Alvi. I mean, it's not too bad actually. There is some good stuff on there, but then there's a lot of quite hideous, horrible stuff, such as uh, Pearl Jam or something. I've probably offended people by saying that, but some quite grim stuff. And now and again, um, there's some sort of Polish grunge band or something like that. And now and again, there's some Bush or something like that. It is it is really quite terrifying. But I did then, uh, Polish Grunge says, uh, Plenty Side Sold. It's actually not, yeah, well, there is, like, now and again, there is a Polish Grunge band. They're not that great, actually, it has to be said. Um, but they are they are actually quite a bit better than some of the actual original Grunge bands, it has to be said. Anyway, about half the music's good. Um, you should check it out if you want to do a search for it on the web. It's called RMF Grunge. Anyway, I, I tuned that out, and I put on something called Summer FM, which was sort of indie pop from... Uh, San Francisco and literally every track Dr. Nick says every track you're listening to seems to be uh, twee girly vocals singing indie pop with synths in the background which she didn't actually say the synths that it does seem to be very much indie pop 80s synth revival um, so on that note this is Deadbeat um, by Lightning Love <laughs> Makes me 
Aren't you ever with me? Why won't you ever kiss me? Why aren't you ever with me? Why won't you ever kiss me? Be by lightning love like I say I was in a little sort of twee in the pop mood as a result of listening to Summer FM far too much um, that is before of course Dr Nick turns it back into RMF grunge for the Polish grunge um, which is probably most of the time actually it doesn't stay on the indie pop station uh, too long but there you go I was going to play um, Al Darling after that because um, I think that was about the oldest song <laughs> that Dr Nick recognised that they played on that station which almost made her keep it on but then decided not to I'm um, sorry I'm just talking so much about the domesticity of, uh, of the Edinburgh Man household aren't I um, on the way uh, actually I was going to run straight into this track because I thought um, it was uh, completely uh, the opposite of what I just played um, so I thought it was going to be a really cool juxtaposition but now I've kind of forgotten about that and I was going to ramble so I'm actually just going to quickly say that I saw um, next track is by Zed Penguin and I did as I was cycling home tonight uh, from work cycling through Brunsfield about sort of 20 miles an hour um, I did uh, I did realise as I'd scoot past I saw Matthew um, from Zed Penguin I was going to shout oi Matthew I'm going to play Heathens on the podcast tonight but I forgot and he probably wouldn't have thought wouldn't have uh, heard me and thought it was some sort of mad person shouting at him from across the road anyway this is Zed Penguin and Heathens It starts quietly, but it doesn't stay quiet. (laughs) 
as that penguin and heathens and that's from the oh no i've gone and moved it away that's from the red tulip yellow tulip ep which you can get from uh, zpenguin.bandcamp.com and the the macbook is doing the old um hairdryer noise so if you can hear a weird noise in the background it's actually quite a high pitch noise actually that doesn't sound too healthy um, then, uh, then that's what that is. Uh, Zed Penguin got a gig actually, which I'm, I'm going to try and get to. I still haven't seen them as a proper band. 20th of September at uh, the We Red Bar with Plastic Animals, uh, Scotch and Lightman, and Sex Hands. So that should be a damn good gig actually. Uh, so that's Saturday, 29th of September. I'll have to try and get along to that. I can't tell you how much it is, but I can imagine it's going to be worth it, no matter how much it is, isn't it? Because it's a top quality, uh, a top quality um, lineup. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so I said I'd bought an Apple TV. I'm going to give you a tech review. Is that really exciting? It's probably not what you expect uh, from the podcast, especially not a podcast that's so early on in the evening. Yeah, I got an Apple TV, and it's got a thing on it called um, iTunes Match, uh, which is kind of this is the irritating thing about Apple products, isn't it? You buy one, and then it kind of you it kind of coerces you into purchasing some service or something, which then kind of makes you feel like you need to buy something else, and it kind of all spirals into a horrible, horrible um, waste of money. But anyway, it's got a thing called iTunes Match, which you pay sort of 20-odd quid, and then it sort of scans through all of your iTunes database and then uploads them into the cloud. Or, no, it detects if you've already got them and they're already in the iTunes database. And then if it has, then it doesn't upload that and then uploads stuff that isn't in there. And then you can sort of download it or play it on your phone. And apparently in the next version of iOS, this is getting really quite techy, uh, you can play it by streaming, uh, which is useful. But at the moment, you have to download it. Unfortunately... Um, they have a maximum number of tracks, which is 25,000. I have, apparently, I didn't realise this until actually after I'd enabled it, I have 24,000 in my iTunes database. It took quite some time uh, to scan through them and upload it. Not, oh, not helped by the fact I kept crapping out every sort of few hours or whatever. It took I think, about five days, um, so it was really quite a frustrating thing. And then once it's already uploaded, the once it was uploaded, rather, um, it's really quite slow to play on the Apple TV. So actually, it was quite a disappointing experience all in, uh, and it took a lot of time. But one of the one of the interesting things is that I can kind of make a playlist on my on my iTunes, and then I can just sort of download that playlist on my phone without having to, you know, sync it up or anything like that, which is quite interesting. And if I can view it on my computer at work and all that. But what I would say, if anybody of you are thinking about it, see, this is the tech review part of it. If anyone is thinking about it and you've got such a large library, such as I do, it might be worthy, worth, uh, worth cleaning it out um, before you then sync it. Because what I found is that there's a whole lot of crap in there that I didn't know I had. I've probably just copied, I don't know, a whole bunch of stuff from uh, one computer to another and uh, not cleared it out. Uh, so especially when you I download quite a lot of stuff, um, Creative Commons stuff and sort of free downloads for the podcast. Uh, so I do have a lot of stuff on there which I've not listened to very often. So, yeah, I probably should have cleaned it out beforehand anyway. Um, so it was, it's a moderately successful experience, but it's still quite disappointing. Um, and also I'm £23 or whatever, poorer, which was a bit poor. Um, but anyway, um, the good thing was that, like I say, I managed to um, make this playlist up on the go today and then sort of it's all synced up on things. So it's, that's quite exciting. I find that quite exciting. I'm somewhat um, nerdy, so that's the sort of thing. I do find it exciting. Um, I also got this album a few days ago as well, which meant I could download it on one thing and it would appear on others. It was really quite exciting. Um, it's Mark Wynn. I've played a, uh, an album by Mark. I've played some tracks from an album by Mark Wynn before. It used to be sort of quite sort of um, Americanery. Um, he's from York uh, and quite sort of straight laced Americana. But in the last um, couple of albums I've heard of his, he started to get a little bit mad, I think. And uh, I, I quite like a bit of humour in my music. And but his rec- and his recordings, I think, are really good and great fun. Um, and I think it's the humour that you get in a live gig that have kind of he's just kind of recorded it down, which makes it sound brilliant. I know it's not quite some people's cup of tea, so um, this may probably um, bore some people or upset people. I find it great anyway. Anyway, this is kind of probably not a representative track 
uh, from his album, which is called, and it's run off the end here, so I'm going to have to move a little thing. It's called, uh, the album is called, it hasn't got a title yet, but when I think of it, I'll let you know. This is Rip Off The Fall. See straight, see me in the back of the room I don't talk, I don't say I don't got no pride of place And I got a street level And I don't like what I see Pretense and everybody Looking at me Yeah, 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 yeah Rip off the fall, rip off the fall Yeah, 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 yeah Rip off the fall Rip off the fall Then I ask, give me something for the pain A short stay, escape, I want escape An easy way out, says a man in a peg shoes Peg pants, blood in his hands He has a holy notion that though everything is downbound It'll come back up again We drive them people, kind of people Out of town Out of town Out of town Out of town yeah, 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 rip off the fall, rip off the fall. Yeah, 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 rip off the fall. Rip off the fall. Rip off the fall. Rip off the fall. Some magazine man tell me about culture, try and sell me TV channel 305665. Can I watch the sky at night? Can I watch the radio? Staring into space. You are standing in my light And you are the reason I can't sleep at night At night Yeah, 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 yeah Rip off the fall, rip off the fall, yeah, yeah Yeah, 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 yeah Rip off the fall that's Mark Wynn, and that's from the album. It hasn't got a title yet, uh, but when I think of it, I'll let you know. On the Twitter, iTunes says, uh, that's A-Y-E, obviously. That's iTunes says, uh, you should try and get Apple to quote you on the next press release. Quite exciting, Edinburgh man. This is probably why um, the only PR people that seem to send me information through the power of email are people who have clearly never listened uh, to my podcast, because anybody who has listened to the podcast probably thinks the last thing they want is uh, be promoting any of their music for fear of getting something completely wrong and being embarrassing, um, which is kind of tends to be why I do. Um, yeah. So anyway, the uh, yeah, I choose match. So it's actually all right. It's all right. Yeah, it's not bad. Um, I'm not going to get. I'm not going to you know, be too concerned about the fact it didn't work on the Apple TV, which was the main thing that I was actually looking for. But uh, yeah, other than that, not too bad. I was going to say, actually, I talked about, um, there's a couple of things I forgot to say, as I tend to do. Uh, the Canines, uh, Show Me Your Canines by uh, Shrag, I played at the start. There's a top video on the web uh, directed by Darren Heyman. Uh, he of Hefner and French and all such of other wonderful things. And uh, I just go see a gig with Darren Heyman uh, towards the start of the festival. It was a Withered Hand gig, one of those wonderful Withered Hand gigs at the Queen Hall, Queen's Hall. Uh, and also had Ball Boy. And uh, was it just Ball Boy and Darren Heyman with that hand? Oh, and Josie Long was doing comparing in between. Um, so that was pretty top, pretty top notch. Um, uh, there was something I was going to say about that. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, they had a, um, I'm not going to bother actually, um, because I'll just get rambling, I'll get confused. Um, but what I will say is that uh, you should check out Hefnet, um, which might be hefnet.com or it might be hefnet.net or it might just be hef.net, I'm not sure. If you do a search for Hefnet, um, you can get all sorts of uh, Darren Heyman related goodies on there. And I did actually get to speak uh, briefly 
Now to Darren Heeman at the merch stand to thank him uh, for that credit that he put on the last album. Another last album, the one before the last album, The Ship's Piano, which uh, if you didn't listen to the podcast ages ago, um, was there was a Twitter competition where somebody you had to suggest uh, how, let's see, uh, Josephine, so Josephine, a three-syllabled girl's name uh, for use in a song that um, Darren was writing. And uh, he picked mine, which is Josephine. Uh, so that's why the song's called Oh Josephine. And, and um, there is no... Um, sort of romantic reason for choosing the name Josephine. I kind of thought about it because um, of Joe Grant, which was the third Doctor's companion in Doctor Who, because I know Darren Heyman is a classic Doctor Who fan. Um, so yeah, that's why Josephine, that's why I suggested. And uh, I mentioned this to Darren, and he did say, have you seen Katie Manning, who plays uh, Joe Grant, um, have you seen her now? And I said, yeah, she is. She's a bit of a mad as a box of hats, isn't she? And she's um, moderately mad, but she is absolutely fantastic with it. Um, one of my favourite companions. Anyway, I'm rambling now as I always do. I'm going to tell you actually another gig I went to go and see, which I talked about last week, which was a Kid Canaveral gig at um, the Electric Circus. There was something I meant to say last week, which I didn't. And I, I know it was probably bad form uh, to laugh at other people's misfortune, but I did see the most hilarious self-inflicted drink spill at the Kid Canaveral gig. It was rather fantastic. Um, it's quite a small uh, stage at the uh, Electric Circus, and it's kind of a, sort of just below waist height. And it wasn't actually that, it was absolutely rammed in the place, but as is the way of these things, it wasn't actually that busy at the front. So we were about the, sort of the second row from the front. And there was a guy at the front with his uh, his lady, and uh, they put their drinks, a pint of beer and a glass of wine, on the edge of the stage, which I thought was somewhat foolish. Um, and I was obviously later proved to be correct. But at one point, the guy went away, presumably to go to the toilet, and because he'd left a full pint of beer. And uh, the woman knocked her, actually I think it was the... Um, the bass bin of the drums bounced and the wine fell on the floor and smashed. And as the woman was picking up the wine, bending down and picking up the wine, um, the bass bin continued to bump and to make the stage bounce. And I could see the pint glass bouncing and bouncing a little bit further to the front of the stage. Obviously, maybe at some point, I, I couldn't, there wasn't enough time. I couldn't have helped it. I couldn't have said anything. There wasn't enough time. Every time Scott hit the bass drum, the pint glass bumped a little bit more and then it got right to the edge and just tipped over a perfect tip right over this woman's head as she was picking up um, the shards of glass. Now, it's obviously, like I say, rather unfortunate to laugh at somebody's misfortune, but it was it was an involuntary imp- impulse. I couldn't really help it. And then the guy came back from the toilet um, to find his, his woman or his wife looked like someone poured an entire pint of beer over her head because indeed they had uh, and both drinks were smashed to which he said what the hell's gone on here and then they just left um, but it was very amusing but I was going to say that last week and uh, yeah um, that was my hilarious drink spill anecdote this is Keel Her and I suck but you suck more
Killer. Uh, sorry, that's Killer and I suck, uh, but you suck more. I, the reason, actually, for telling you the uh, rather long and rambling, uh, not the one about the drinks, but the one before that, the long and rambling uh, review of iTunes Match, is because in the process, I noticed loads of tracks uh, that I'd forgotten about that I wanted to play in the podcast, and that was one of them, uh, the wonderfully talented and brilliantly prolific uh, Killer. And that's from the Bedroom Bop EP, um, which is two Ps in Bop. Uh, and uh, I shouldn't say pop like that should I because it'll probably make the microphone make weird noises and uh, on the Twitter um, I got a tweet uh, which I thought was in response to my anecdote At least I didn't really see who it was and I thought it was in response to my anecdote about the pine class which said a Jedi uses a force of knowledge and defense uh, for knowledge and def- sorry a Jedi uses a force for knowledge and defense and never for attack and I was thinking that somebody was suggesting that I maybe should have stopped the pine glass falling over with the power of my mind but then I realised that it was actually just a bot tweeting it in response to me saying that I was playing a song called I Suck But You Suck More. But there you go. Some people have got way too much time on their hands. And iTunes on the Twitter says that's what she gets for putting drinks on the stage. Yeah, you're probably right, actually. I think it's really bad form uh, to put drinks on stage, isn't it? It's kind of, I think it's kind of, uh, yeah, it's it's it's, it's offensive to the, art, the artists, the bands, isn't it? Because, I mean, what what the stage is supposed to be for them. It's not supposed to be for your convenience and for your drink so I think you're probably right I think it, it certainly uh, deserves a right it was damn hilarious it has to be said I mean there was a pool of water or sorry a pool of beer and wine sort of all around the area of the stage which was actually slightly inconvenient and especially since I had my leaky converse on it all got a bit sticky and me- messy but you know it was definitely it was definitely worth it it was very funny I've rambled way too much on today's podcast I've, I've given you so many boring anecdotes about um about grunge radio stations and about iTunes match and spilling of drinks and about teeth and stuff. So I should really shut up and play. I've got at least two more tracks I want to play. I've got ten minutes. I think we'll be fine. Um, this is on Olive Grove Records, uh, and this is Joe Mango and Cordelia. Spoil in an empty. 
Joe Mango and Cordelia, and that's a new single, and uh, you can get it for free actually if it's on Olive Grove Records. Is it really on Olive Grove Records if it's free? I think it probably is. You can go to joemango.bandcamp.com uh, and you can download it there for it's actually name your price, so you could be uh, really nice and uh, and give lots of money towards it. Um, and there's also a launch gig uh, on the 23rd at Glasgow's The Old Hairdressers. I'm sure if you're in Glasgow, you know where that is, but I've no idea. Oh, actually, it says here it's at Renfield Lane. And it's a six whole pounds on the Twitter. Uh, Keel has obviously just tuned in partway through to say who spilt their drinks. Nobody spilled it. That's a that's an in there for me to retell that entire anecdote, um, which I wouldn't want to bore you with. But uh, nobody spilled anybody's drinks. It was the power of uh, the bass drum. It was really quite hilarious. It was at the Kid Canaveral gig, um, which was at Electric Circus. Uh, sorry, Keel, I just said what gig, and rather than respond to the power of Twitter, I thought I would use my mouth instead. Yeah, so it was at the Electric Circus and. Like I say, the drink was perfectly placed on the stage. It was actually quite far away from the edge of the stage. It was maybe about, I don't know, about half a foot. And every time Scott hit the bass drum, it would bounce, a tiny little bounce, up in the air and then just towards the edge of the stage every time. It always went in the same direction, a total straight line as well. And when the unfortunate um, lady was bending down um, to pick up her broken wine glass, she was perfectly in line with this pint as it bounced and bounced along the stage and then just, you couldn't have you couldn't have made it happen any better, really but like I say, it's it's bad form I guess to laugh at someone's misfortune, but it was perfectly hilarious, it has to be said. Anyway um, let's not talk about any spilled drinks anymore um, I've only got one more track to go um, I will come back after this and tell you, ramble about what I've already played in the podcast, I'll have to try and figure out what I played, because I did have about sort of 12 or 13 tracks to play in the podcast, and I kind of moved them all around during the podcast, and I haven't even queued up uh, the next track. This is another one uh, from an album that came out uh, a month or two ago um, that I noticed when I was doing the old iTunes match thingy. Uh, this is Thomas Patrick Maguire uh, and Standing in the Street. I was standing on the street Yada da da I was feeling incomplete Ya-da-da-da You were talking to all these Ya-da-da-da I was feeling I was beat Ya-da-da-da
basket broke and good seeps. Yeah, da da da. I wanna go, you don't need me. Yeah, da da da. I wanted you to understand. I wanted you to be my man. Yeah, da da da. Yeah, da da da. Yeah, da da da. Yeah, da da da. Patrick McGuire and Standing on the Street and that's from his album which uh, let me get this right it's called No Suppression come on gentleman drunk you can get it if you go to thomaspatrickmaguire.bandcamp.com on Bandcamp it says Thomas McGuire Patrick McGuire's fifth album and possibly his best so there you go understatement as well and uh, yeah it's, it is really good it's brilliant actually and it's also released on uh, We Make Music which uh, is spelled We as in W-E-E-M-A-Y-K I'm, pres- I'm assuming it's pronounced We Make Music um but uh, I might be wrong. It's definitely worth downloading anyway. And I don't know how much it is. Let me go and try and find out for you. It's eight whole dollars. And you can get a CD version for eight dollars as well. And obviously you get a digital one with the CD. So that's definitely uh, worth it. And uh, there was something else I was going to say. Oh, God, I don't know. Why should I? Oh, yes, I, I know what it was. Every time uh, Unpop have a gig in Edinburgh, I do try and plug it because I really enjoy uh, Unpop. And they're a brilliantly nice bunch of people as well. Anyway, if you are in London, um, Unpop are guest DJing at Scared to Dance, which is at the Mustache Bar. Um, I recommend you get down there. They will be having, they'll have uh, free mixtapes and badges, and they may have cake as well. I mean, sometimes they have cake. Um, I definitely remember going there once and eating a, eating a cake that said feck on it. So I recommend you get down uh, to Scared to Dance uh, at the Mustache Bar if you are in London, because uh, Adam, Kieran, and Amy uh, from Unpop are just wonderfully uh, nice people and very talented DJs, and they have some brilliant taste in music. So I reckon recommend you get down to that on today's podcast number one hundred and five. You heard me ramble really quite badly about many boring and uninteresting topics um, but also I played um, oh no look the little thing's off the edge so I don't really oh no um, yeah I played Shrag and uh, Shows K9s Canines off the album Canines uh, it's not off the album Canines is it oh it is off the album Canines and then I played Slushy and I'm a Disaster from the EP or LP Make Your Own Mind Up it's got 8 tracks in it all very short it's called All The Rad Dudes uh, then I played uh, some uh, twee synthy indie pop called Deadbeat and that's from the Blonde album by Lightning Love uh, then I played Zed Penguin, and from the EP Red Tulip, Yellow Tulip, and I played Heathens, I played Mark Wynn from the album. It hasn't got a title yet, but when I think of it, I'll let you know, and it's called Rip Off the Fall. Uh, then I played Keel Her from the wonderful Bedroom Bop EP, I Suck But You Suck More. And then I played Joe Mango, and that's off uh, an album that's coming out on all the Grove Records, but it's the new single, which is called Cordelia, and there's a launch kick for that. I did tell you when the launch kick for that. Really quite interestingly, uh, the Keel Her track and the Joe Mango track were both three minutes and seven seconds long. There you go. And three minutes, five seconds for the last track I played in the podcast, Standing on the Street, from Thomas Patrick Maguire, uh, from the album No Suppression. Gentlemen, gentlemen drunk, thank you very much for listening to the podcast. And thank you very much because it was on a little bit earlier because I want to go and watch that T4400 meter final at quarter past nine. Um, but yeah, so uh, um, yeah, I should just stop talking, shouldn't I? Because 
Uh, I've done something to hide all my windows in here, and it's all getting horribly wrong. Thank you very much for listening to the podcast. And uh, I was going to say, hopefully next week it won't be quite a shambolic, but let's face it, I'm sure it will. But it might be at the normal time of nine o'clock. See you then. <laughs>